Welcome to this week's edition of Dugout Dish Podcast. I'm Andy Kirikides, joined by my wonderful co-host, Keith Glasser. Keith, how are we doing? Great, how are you? Good, man. Today's topic is one that's near and dear to our hearts. It's kind of the core of what we do. Uh, the E in EMD stands for education. And we want to talk about a couple things. But the first thing, first and foremost, we want to talk about the importance of being educated in this process. And uh, it's not just the stuff that's easy to Google. Uh, it's being educated on the nuance and the details kind of the, the it, it, quote unquote, if you will, the inside baseball of uh, the recruiting process. And it's tough to get that without having lived it, experienced it, and actually been a part of it. It's one thing to go to the, through the recruiting process as a player. And we know there's some families out there who've gone through it with their kids, but I think it's another thing to be thoroughly educated on kind of the start to finish and everything in between that isn't as easily accessible uh, and oftentimes is, you know, we see it on, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Like you get some, you get some people out there that are putting out some stuff that isn't necessarily accurate. So we want to talk about that for a little bit. So why don't you, why don't you kick us off here, coach glass. We'll talk about the importance of being educated. Sure. You know, the, the hardest part in going through the recruiting process and that, you know, in the 16 years, I, I coached college baseball the amount of families who sat across from me that, you know, were, were going through this for the first time, um, you know, it, it were far outweighed the people who had gone through this before or really knew what to kind of expect in the recruiting process. Um, you know, and when I left and I was able to, to do this with you, it, it was one of the big things that I really believed in and and really liked about what we do is that we're we're able to educate families you know through our podcast and and through what we do on the recruiting process because you know let's face it the the the, the reality is this is a veiled process you know college coaches play a lot of things close to their chest um they're not necessarily going to give up a a lot of information and it's not easy to really navigate this process if you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. Um, you can burn a lot of money going to showcases and camps and clinics, you know, and, and with that comes the, the extra costs of travel and hotels and sometimes airfare and, you know, all those types of things. And if you don't necessarily know where to go, you don't necessarily know how to target, what types of schools you should be looking at, what level you should be looking at, you know, and the, the basics of what are the rules from a recruiting standpoint, like what are the rules at the division one level, the division two, division three, JUCO, NAI, like they're all different. They're not the same. It's not a blanket recruiting rule at the division one level that holds true at the division three level. Um, you know, so I think, you know, for, for us, the thing that we really enjoy is, is being able to, to honestly tell people because we, we did that, like we lived this as careers for, you know, 25 plus years combined uh, of being able to help families navigate this process, specifically in the programs that we were recruiting for, where now we can kind of be on the other side of it and help families navigate this process to find the right fit for the program and the school that they're looking for. Um, you know, so I, I think that it's, 
you know, there, there's more to just being able to Google some of this stuff and try to figure it out yourself where, you know, you have people like us who, who have lived this. We, we've, we've, we've lived on the road. We've recruited a ton. We've seen a ton of games. We've been to name the tournament. We've named the showcase. We, we've been to it, the camp, the clinic, whatever. Um, we've talked to families. We, we've worked them through this process. And I would even argue that we've probably helped some families when we were coaching that, you know, ended up not ending up with us. And that's fine because, you know, you start asking some questions that open up a, a couple more doors for people. And, you know, maybe they decide that like, we're not the right fit and that's okay. Because in this process, you're going to say no more than you're going to say yes. Right. I, ideally you say yes once, you know, and, and getting to that. Yes. That one. Yes. Takes a lot of time, energy and effort and targeted, um, plans and a lot of research and understanding what it is that that is going to be the right fit academically and athletically for your son um, and the family, you know, because you have to take into account tuition and cost and room and board and everything that goes into it. So, you know, being able to have people help you navigate this process, I, I think for us is what, you know, really drives what we do and, and what we really enjoy um, doing and helping families through this process. Yeah, it's the core of what we do and it's why we do it. And I think it's, you know, to a certain extent, I think it's what separates us from other people and uh, other people that do this kind of stuff is that one, there's the experience factor, but two, like generally educating people on stuff that we've lived, like we lived it for, you know, 25 plus years and we've got, you know, dozens and dozens and, you know, I don't know, maybe hundreds of, of contacts that we learn from on an everyday basis, the guys that we talk through about updating the current landscape. And um, I think that. I think that when you go through this, you want to arm yourself with as much information as possible. Like it's a it's a complex journey and you want to give yourself the best chance possible. And a lot of that is is being educated on not just the easy stuff to find on the Internet. Like, yeah, you can easily Google. What's the recruiting calendar? Right. But what are you going to do with that? How is that going to apply? Do you have the information needed to know how to use that calendar to your advantage? Being educated on that, being educated on the intricacies of college baseball, how rosters are constructed, the different levels of play, how scholarships work. You start to drill down on a lot of this stuff, and it's not something that you can learn on, on the fly. And kind of how I liken it is if you're in school and you got to take a final if you're not educated on the recruiting process, it's like walking into the final having never gone to class all year. You might be able to pass the test, but in all likelihood, if you're trying to get a good score on that test and you're trying to get a good result, you probably want to show up to class every day and make sure that you're doing a homework. And I think there are a lot of families that think that you can get through this by just being talented. And some kids will get a good result from that. You know, kids who are super talented and it's just so easy to identify that they're a super high level player. But that's such a small percentage of players. And and I would argue that a lot of those players probably need a lot more guidance than they think they do. Um, and better understanding opportunities, better understanding coaching staffs, better understanding, you know, what an offer entails and what are you getting yourself into from a level of play and opportunity perspective. You know, there's a lot of questions when you get down to that, even when you have somebody who has a ton of offers. But at the end of the day, doing your homework, having the resources 
that are needed to get educated on the process, I think that's a foundational element that gets skipped sometimes because there's this idea that, well, if I'm good, they'll find me. And even if you are good, and even if they do find you, I would ask yourself, wouldn't you want to be armed with the best information possible so that you can make a really good decision for your family uh, and yourself? And I think that that's way more than understanding the recruiting calendar and understanding that there's 11.7 scholarships at the division one level. Like that's such surface level information that if you're going to get this right, you need to go far below the surface and you really need to dig into the nuances of this and understand it, not specific to what you think it is, but understand it broadly so you can see the whole ecosystem that college baseball operates under. Yeah. You know, there's, I don't think I could have said it better myself. Um, there, there's a lot that goes into just a, a one potential student athlete journey in the recruitment process. You know, there's multiple schools, there's going to be multiple coaches. There, there's a lot of things that go into that. And then, you, you know, you want to dive into what type of school it is, what you know, what is the cost of attendance? What are, what does the roster look like? You know, what level of play is it? Do you fit at that level of play? You know, there, there's way more that goes into this than just, you know, to your point, <clears throat> um, if I'm good, they'll find me, it, which is true in, in, in some regard, but, you know, you, you might be able to put yourself in a little bit of a better situation going to some more target events and, and doing some things that are going to put you in front of more people that'll be able to find you because you are good, which might lead to more opportunities or, or even a better opportunity, you know, and, and when that stuff starts to happen, you, you want to be able to be educated on, you know, what it is that you need to do to navigate that process to find the right fit, you know, because everyone wants to talk about the transfer portal nowadays and how many people are in it and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, I, ideally you want to, like I said earlier, say yes once and, and be able to stay at that school for four or five years. Um, depending on, on what happens, cause you, you have five, five years to play for, um, you know, so you, you want to stay there for four or five years and, and be able to stick at a place where it's the right fit, you know, not only athletically and academically, but, you know, from a support system standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, from a growth standpoint, everything it is that you're looking to get out of that college experience, you want to be able to find the first time through, um, and being educated on that process is is paramount and it takes a lot of anxiety and stress out of the situation as well because if you if you have an idea and you're educated on what it is that you're about to undertake you can start making better decisions because you know what it is that you're going through and you know you, you can start asking better questions more informed questions that get to the answers that you're looking for that are going to be able to get you to arrive at the decision that's going to get you the right fit at the end of the day. The last thing that the last thing that we want to see, and we we come across it every year, and I'm sure it's going to happen again this summer, is you get people who call in a panic that well, we're not getting recruited or we don't know what we're doing. And a lot of that stress, a lot of that anxiety can be alleviated by just doing some homework just spending the time to get familiar with the process, just spending some time to sit down as a family and go through some really basic stuff. Um, now it can be, you know, it can be a large undertaking, right? Sifting through a lot of the BS, 
targeted research into topics that, you know, kind of your to your point, you know, it's the recruiting process is veiled in a lot of ways. Like, you know, throw an uh, an AI machine learning term out there, it can be a black box at sometimes, and you just don't have visibility into what the components of it are. So there is some gray area there. And how do you close that gap? You know, that's that's something that previously you got to be really creative with. But you know, taking the time to research, taking the time to get educated, I think it's the first step. If you're if you're a high school player, or you're a high school parent of a, or if you're a parent of a player in high school who desires to go play college baseball or any college sport for that matter not just baseball obviously for us it's specific to baseball but if you're just talking broadly the first thing you need to do is get educated on the actual recruiting process like yeah i know everybody wants to play for the flashy travel team and they want to go to the flashy events but i can promise you that that's just a small piece of the puzzle it's not a requirement. You know, you don't have to play for the best travel team in the country to get recruited. But if you're educated and you understand the process, you understand where you fit, you understand the landscape of college baseball, you understand the potential timing for where you're at from a talent perspective, you can now develop a plan that can be really effective by just getting information that you may not otherwise have instead of waiting for it to happen for you take some ownership of the process and really start to dig into the information that you need to successfully navigate this. Cause it's, it's tough to find your endpoint. It's one thing to know where you want to go. It's another thing to know where you start, but what that path from start to finish looks like, if you're just sailing blindly, just hoping you're going to get to your destination, you're not putting yourself in an advantageous position. And Education is really where it starts. Fundamentally, it's really where it starts. You're a rudderless ship, I think is the term. At the, at the mercy at the mercy of the waves. <laughs> right. So my question to you then, Andy, is how do we go about educating people? So, Keith, funny you should ask. Um, so me and Keith spent quite a bit of time, a lot of a lot of hours developing a comprehensive online learning academy that meets the goal of exactly what we talked about, which is distilling not just the basics and some of the fundamental information, but really diving into a lot of the detail that is needed for families and student athletes to get educated on this process. Um, I mean, we will, we'll spend some time to kind of go into it, but, the the fundamental purpose of it is there's no there's no one-stop shop to really get educated on the recruiting process and like i said we're not just talking about well this is what a dead period is we're talking about being able to distill down the information on how college coaches actually evaluate players uh breaking down the nuance in the detail around the competition level across college baseball uh, laying out the importance of academics and how that can impact your 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 search and your recruiting process. Uh, we're talking about very detailed descriptions of information that is not readily available. Uh, it's not something that you can Google because the only way you can attain it is really having actually lived it or experienced it. 
Um, you know, it's one thing to be able to make some broad statements and some broad strokes across topics that are, you know, that are popular. It's another thing to actually have substance there based on what we lived for, you know, 25 combined years in the college baseball world. And, you know, another eight as players, uh, there's a, there's a different level of detail, uh, a different perspective that I think that we're able to provide to families and after a lot of conversation and really thinking about, well, how can we not only help individual student athletes, which we do, and we've had a ton of success helping families navigate on a more personal level, but how can we impact student athletes and their families more broadly? Like how can we make all this stuff that we have in our heads and all this experience that we have as coaches, how can we make that accessible? And, you know, we landed on developing a, really user-friendly uh i mean it's a it's a technologically advanced platform with with media um easy navigation quizzes all kinds of different capabilities that are going to allow families to learn on their own yeah i i think the the academy that we've been able to create is is something that over you know 25 years of of doing this we've been able to to pour into essentially an online course that is developed for parents and student athletes to be able to go through to educate themselves on what they need to know what they should expect and how they can navigate this process um you know, sure, you can Google some of this stuff and figure it out, but, you know, without some context and without necessarily knowing how to use that information, um, you know, it, it's not necessarily going to be able to point you in the right direction. And, you know, I, I think what we've been able to do is is put something together, um, you know, in, in 10 modules or chapters um that allow you to be able to to really get into um this entire process you know and, and i think you know building a, a foundation you know in the first couple chapters if you will uh like we do when it comes to the academic eligibility um at all of the levels right so you know in, in this we're, we're going to talk about division one division two II, division three II, juco baseball and nai baseball um, you know, but the, the eligibility and academic requirements, because all of those levels have different requirements. You know, what do those look like? Are you eligible at these levels? Because if you're not eligible, <clears throat> you're not going to be able to be recruited at those levels, right? Like, so, you know, first and foremost, you, you need to understand what it takes to be academically eligible in order to even start this process from a recruitment standpoint. Um, you know, and then the recruiting rules, because like I said before, all the recruiting rules at the, the, at all the levels are completely different from each other. Not one recruiting rule from division one, two or three Juco NAI is the same, you know, and, and that can get pretty complex because, you know, I, I can't tell you how many kids when I was at RPI would email me and be like, I know we're in a dead period and I can't do anything like, Hey man, like division three doesn't have a dead period we're you can come visit right now like it, we're not in a dead period division one is in a dead period but we're not um you know so i, I it, it's it, it's understanding like what those what the rules are at those levels because once you understand the eligibility and the rules then that's going to start to build your process for what your 
your spring, your summer, and your supplemental schedule to those game to your tournaments and games look like, right? Because you know if they're in a quiet period at the Division One level, like there's not going to be a lot of people at that event that is going on. You like you should know that because that's going to save you money in the long run. If you're trying to get recruited by a Division One school and there's a showcase going on during a quiet period, nobody can be there from a Division One standpoint. So why would you go spend the money? And if you have to fly there or drive there, get a hotel, whatever, like that's money that we're spending to literally be seen by nobody that you want to be seen by. And that's something that you need to know in this process. You need to know what those things are because it's going to drive your decision-making that's going to, you know, then hopefully make you make better decisions through this. It's going to help you save money in the long run because you're not going to go spend thousand dollars to go to a showcase that nobody you want to be recruited by is at you know and, and you know we'll, we'll also go into competition in college baseball and what it looks like at at all the levels the, you know the tiers of college baseball and how competitive it is at, at the you know division one two three juco nai levels you know and, and how not all of college baseball is created equal you know there's we've talked about it on here before like there's division two and three teams that compete at the division one level there's division one teams that you know, might not necessarily be the most competitive in the division in a division two conference. Um, you know, so so understanding that aspect of it, too, that, it, you know, it's not just a blanket statement that division one is the best and division two is the second best and division three is, you know, the third best, you know, in Juco baseball, you know, people look down their nose like we again, we've talked about it before. Look at some of the top rosters in the country. They're littered with Juco guys like, you know, the, the Juco baseball is 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 really good. You know, so you want to understand what these things look like, you know, because it's going to start to drive what your decision is in this process to be able to be recruited. Yeah, I mean, not it's cliche, but like knowledge is power when it comes to this. And, you know, I, I think that not only is there a ton of information being laid out regarding some of those details, but, you know, we hit on some other topics that are incredibly important, which is the academic portion. You know, we we lay, lay that out in in a ton of detail the the importance that academics play in recruiting, uh, and why you need to make sure that you're locking down that portion of your development, and how that impacts from a financial perspective, from a recruitability perspective, from a school access perspective. Uh, and you know, another piece of the puzzle is there's a this is probably the biggest black box that there is in the recruiting process is what what does the evaluation process look through. What's it look like through a college coach's perspective? Um, you know, we hear, you know, a lot of people, wow, he's a division one player, he's a division one player, like, you know, he could play at that school or he's good enough to play in your program. Like, I can't I can't tell you how many times I'd have a travel coach call me and be like, This kid good enough to play for you, knowing full well that they had actually never seen us play and they have no idea what we're capable of doing or what our players look like. And you know, you, you got to understand what these coaches are actually looking at and what do they value? What are the pieces of the puzzle that they're considering? Because a lot of times it goes well beyond the just the pure talent perspective. You know, if you listen to any of our other interviews that we've done on the podcast in the past, to a coach, every single one of them has hammered home, yeah, we can find talented guys, but we need to find the right kind of kids. We need to find the right kind of families. And Understanding that, understand the things these guys look at in order to evaluate a kid's character. Um, 
yeah, it's it's easy to talk to in a law enforcement setting, but if you're not familiar with this process and you can't wrap your head around that your evaluation isn't just going to be how hard you throw and how fast you run, you're missing a huge portion of the talent evaluation and you're probably not setting yourself up for a ton of success when it comes to being able to present yourself from coaches. How do you behave? How do you interact with your, you know, with your travel ball guys? Um, you know, with your high school coach, you know, like what are you doing from that respect uh, as far as, as far as how you're handling yourself and how you present yourself. And, you know, the other thing that I think has a lot of, a lot of gray area is like, what should the role of the parent be? And, you know, is there, is there certain things that a parent should be doing? Is there certain things that they should be more involved in? Uh, how should they be guiding their student athlete? It, there's, there's some tips, there's some basics there that are really important in order for that process to go well, because you can speak to it. And I know I can speak to it. You get a kid on a campus visit. If mom and dad are the focus of the visit, like that's a red flag that the kid doesn't, he's not leading the charge. He's not the one who's, who's leading the recruiting process. So being, being educated from a parent perspective uh, and how to handle yourself and how you should be supporting your student athlete throughout this process. That's a huge piece of the puzzle. Huge piece. You know, and I, I think the, you know, I think we go into a lot of detail into into how we should navigate this as families um, and kids and, and how what that evaluation process kind of looks like from a coach's standpoint, because, again, we've done it. We've done it for a very long time or we did do it for a very long time, I should say. Um, you know, and then I, I, we also go into the breakdown of, of all the divisions, because, again, they're not. Um, they're they're not the same, right? Like there, you, there's more games being played at the Division One level than there are at the Division Two and Three level. There's you know the same amount of games being played at the Division One level at the NCAA as there are at the JUCO level. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of different things that go into each division, and 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 within that, the rules of what they can do from a practice standpoint, what they can do. You know, in the off season, how long you can practice in the fall is longer at the Division One than the Division Three level. Um, you know, individuals, things like that, you know, when you can start up division three is different than division one and division two is different than one and three, um, you know, and same thing at JUCO NAIA. So, you know, I, I think, you know, with, you know, with what we break down there, like it, it goes further into detail into what you should expect at those levels, you know, and setting that foundation of what you need to know moving forward, right? Because, what you want to do, especially when you go on visits and you start meeting with coaches, when you, when you get to that point, you know, one of the things that, you know, tells me that a kid is squared away and knows that he knows the family knows kind of what they're doing is like, all right, like your division three coach, like you guys get 40 games. Um, you know, how does that break down instead of the question of like, how many games do you guys play? What do you do? You know, and, and that information is readily available on the internet. But, you know, with this, you, when you get educated and you start understanding, it's like, okay, I know that Division Three baseball gets 40 games. Okay. Now when I go on this visit, I can say, Coach, I know you guys get 40 games. What does that look like? Like, how, when does your schedule start with those 40 games? You know, do you go to Florida for however X amount of time? What's the conference schedule look like? You know, what does the travel kind of look like with those 40 games? Um, you know, so it, you can get a little bit more detailed and when you're sitting in front of a coach and you have that information already Rolodexed in your mind and you, you can start asking more pointed questions to what it is that you're looking for versus, hey, how many games do you play? 
because then from there it's like we play 40. like where are you going from there you know you can really start to to get pointed in the direction of the what it is important to you that that program is going to provide for your college experience that it is that you're looking for you know because sometimes you know not every division three program goes to florida from the northeast mid-atlantic right like some of them do some of them take weekend trips and go down into virginia north carolina things like that and take a little bit more of a division one type model where they're playing friday saturday sunday and coming home and then doing it again and then doing it again which is different than you know the traditional you go down to florida for a full week and play seven eight nine ten games you know so it, depending on what it is you're looking for you know that's a question that is going to show me like okay the, this family no, kind of knows what it is is already going on and what is going to you know what it is that's important to you in your overall experience and and having that knowledge is is obviously you know power like you said it, it's kind of like the reading rainbow the more you know um you know it's going to give you the opportunity to to really guide yourself through this process and get to the bottom of what it is that you really want out of your college experience great reading rainbow reference by the way classic mechanism for learning as a, as a child for myself i know that much oh, yeah. i used to watch it in my grandmother's house all the time great show grandma grace see her and see her in a couple days for uh christmas hopefully so oh, yeah. i said hi yeah of course um back to the topic at hand uh yeah uh, uh, understanding the differences is huge like most people don't know they just think that division three is 13th grade it's it's not super competitive which is something we cover in detail in multiple different lessons that we have like we cover the competition in college baseball, the current landscape in college baseball, the tiers of play in college baseball. The easy way out on that is D1, D2, D3, NAIA, JUCO, and it's just a laundry list of best to worst. And that's not really how it works. Um, and we break that down. Don't want to don't want to give too much info, but we break that down into a more thoughtful uh, and to me more accurate representation of the current landscape of college baseball. There's tips on how to research schools information that you need to make to create a good list how are you going to shoot quality video what type of information do you need to be tracking how are you going to communicate with college coaches from an email perspective uh, going into detail about the recruiting timelines i think that's another thing that's really important to understand is when do division one schools recruit the new recruiting rules obviously had a big impact on that when are division two and division three schools really ramping up their evaluation period? When are they going to really be looking to bring guys on campus? Where are they going to be throwing out offers to kids? Understanding those timelines big because you need to know where you fit in the grand scheme of college baseball. And if you're a 2025 or if you're a 2026 right now and you're not a surefire Division One guy, your timeline's probably going to be pushed back because Division Two and Division Three. They're not worried about their 2026s until this time next year is when they'll start picking through guys that they like. But even then, their process for 26s is going to go into next summer and into next fall. And it's important to know that because you need to know where you fit. But it also is important to know that because you don't need to have anxiety over everybody else committing. And you know the, the stress that comes along with this is relieved by just being educated on a simple fact like that. Um, you know, and then you start getting into tips around and a lot of information around how do you actually develop your own recruiting plan? 
And what are the pieces of the puzzle that you need to understand from an honest evaluation is probably the biggest place you got to start in understanding that. Having somebody in your corner who can actually give you information about where you fit in college baseball. Um, it's really easy to surround yourself with people who are going to tell you what you want to hear and can do it from an uninformed perspective because it's easy. It's way more valuable to have people in your corner that can provide you information that actually has some strength to it, right? That actually has some tooth and, and some value to be able to say, hey, this is where you fit right now. And, you know, you want to make sure that you have somebody there to, to control that. And then going through all the different exposure opportunities, you need to have information on that, differentiating between the types of camps. You know, these are all pieces of the puzzle that are covered in in what we talk about. And it's information that, to be honest with you, isn't that readily accessible. And it's exactly why we wanted to pull it together into one place. You had a quote in there that I really liked. I can't remember it right now, but it, it, it was good. I wrote it down where it is, but I liked it. Um, you know, it, once we kind of get through that part, you know, like to me, that is, you know, all of that stuff that we just covered over the last 20 ish, 30 minutes is really just the foundation for what it is that you, you kind of need to know in order to navigate this process, right? Like those are all the things that you want to, to know. And we obviously go a, a lot more in depth in this than, than we're kind of covering right now. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of information to kind of digest, but <clears throat> once we kind of get through the foundational part, you know, that's when we got to start creating a recruiting plan. You know, what, what does our targeted plan kind of look like going into this recruitment process? You know, what, what do I need to do? You know, how do I do this? Where do I go? Those types of things, you know, and, and you know, how do I build a video? Like, what should my video look like? What should it show? What angle should I show? Should it be behind the pitcher? Should it be behind the catcher? Open side, closed side? Should I be taking video from center field? What are those things? What do those look like? How long should it be? How edited? All of those types of things. Um, you know, and then I, I think two of the bigger things that we we obviously touch on too, once we kind of get through the the foundational piece is, is contacting college coaches. You know, it, it's a big thing from from all the families that we we talk to and 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 work with. You know, is is can we help it in contacting college coaches? Um, you know, and, and the short answer is yes. You know, but we go into into a lot of depth in in how you should go about doing that and what that looks like and and where you should do it. You know, is it on social media? Is it email? Is it phone calls? Text messages? All of those types of things. You know, again, when it goes into contact and college coaches, we're going to go back. This is why we we set the the foundation. Like it goes back to the recruiting rules as well because that plays a role in when you're able to contact people and what it is that they can respond with and do. You know, and then the, the last piece uh, of getting into your recruiting plan is the exposure opportunities that are going to be available to you, not only from your high school and your summer ball team, but also the what you're going to supplement with, whether it's going to be showcases, whether it's going to be on-campus college camps or private camps, clinics, things like that. What opportunities are out there that are going to be best for you to get in front of the college coaches that you want to be seen by? You know, and, and kind of the short version, because we've talked about this before, 
on our podcast, the, you know, if you're not a high end academic kid, like if you're not looking to go to the Ivy league, like head first and showball are probably shouldn't be an event that you're targeting to go be seen by coaches. Because if that's not a school, like if those aren't schools that you're looking to go to, don't pay the money to go to those camps, pay the money to go to a showcase or another camp where there's coaches that are, are going to be there that, uh, of schools that you're interested in going to see, you know, and I, I think that, you know, sometimes I think with a lot of pressure that's out there, people just go to things to go to things because you, it, it presents another opportunity. And that's not the best way to go about this. You want to make sure that there's a targeted, you know, a plan and, and effort on your part to be able to get in front of the people that you want to be seen by so that you can have the most informed feedback that you can get and then also ultimately be able to make the most informed decision on the schools from the offers you're going to get out of all of these opportunities. Yeah, that you, you got to empower yourself with the information that allows you to develop this plan. And it, it kind of starts and it does not finish with what we're talking about, but it starts and a lot of this has to, it, it kind of accumulates, this information accumulates to the point where you have what you need to, to get started on this process. Um, and it's, you know, it's important information and you want to make sure that you're educated on it. You want to make sure that you have, that you're doing everything you can to put yourself in a position to be, to, to be successful at the back end of this recruiting process. Um, I mean, we go into, to offers and how to speak with coaches, how to prepare for a visit. Um, and we try to take this, take you through the life cycle of the recruiting process. Um, and, the, and a lot of it culminates at the back end of this where we start to talk about what it's like to be a college baseball player. How do you transition there? What to expect? How to handle adversity, expectations, time management? Um, you know, for us, the process, the recruiting process doesn't finish with that commitment graphic. And it's something that we say to every single family that we that we work with that our job's not done then. The, the job is done in a certain extent when a kid gets on campus and he's prepared to go and be successful there. Um, and we also wanted to make sure that we were able to weave in that kind of information because that's an important thing to understand that you got to know what you're ultimately trying to embark on. Um, if you haven't played college athletics, you don't know what being a college athlete is like, you know, you can, you know, you can talk to your friends and stuff, but you know, you, it's one thing to hear it from your friends who go through it. It's another here thing to hear it from people who have 25 years of experience watching 40 guys a year go through this process. Um, and we try to distill that down into some really digestible information to help guys not only get recruited and, and find a good home, but also make sure that when they step on that campus, they have the information ready and they've digested that information to where they can go be and be successful when we get there. Cause you know, we we both know the the guys who walk onto campus prepared are the ones who generally are successful when they're there. And those first six months when guys are on campus, they can be really tough. Uh, and being prepared for that is a huge part of the success. And you know, we want our guys that we work with, and we want people who go through this academy and and, and ultimately learn from us. We want to make sure that they're not only successful in the recruiting process, but they're successful when they actually get to the school that they, they ultimately end up playing at. Right. You know, I, we would, we would be doing a disservice if we didn't cover things that you need to expect when you get to college, because 
we can take you through the process, but that's, you know, in my personal opinion, about 80 to 85% of what it is that we're doing from an education standpoint, because once you do commit and you'll see it all the time, like, Oh, the journey starts now. Like in some regards, it's true. Like you need to have an understanding of what it's going to be like those first couple of months when you get to college, you know, what it's like to, to have a lot more time and a lot more freedom and, you know, what it, what it looks like to have to go to lift and practice and class and get good grades and study hall and all the other things it is that you're going to have to do your freshman year and specifically in the fall, but also what it relates to what you're going to face during the, the spring semester of your freshman year, right? Like that, that it's something that you've never experienced ever in your entire life. You know, the travel, the, the, the amount of games, the, the going to class, the school, the homework, the tests, the finals, the everything that goes into that, um, you know, and you're still lifting and, and, you know, you're managing your social life and eating and all of those things that go into just being a, a human being in college. Um, you know, we, if we don't mention that and talk about that, it's it would be a disservice to anybody it is that we're, we're trying to educate on this process because that's just as much a process of, uh, of, of the recruitment process as it is anything else, because you, you need to know what it is that you're going to expect. Cause you're right. Like you can talk to your buddies and do whatever you want. And, you know, you can talk to us like we did it, but what we did 20 years ago is, is far different than, you know, what's going on now. Um, you know, so I, I think that the, you know, ultimately the it, it's broken down and digestible enough um, chapters and modules with videos and, and all this stuff that, you know, it, and it is designed for entire families to go through, right? Like it's not just designed for the student athlete to go through. It's not just designed for the parents, designed for both of you and everybody so that everybody is all on the same page with what's going on, you know, in the recruitment process and, and how you can create a targeted um, plan to be able to be recruited and, and know what it is to expect, not only from uh, uh, being recruited, but also once you do get some offers and you make that final decision and you say yes, and hopefully it's just once, and then what you need to expect after that. You know, so there, there's a lot of, uh, of things that I think when you go through this process, it, you know, it's kind of that old adage of how do you eat an elephant, right? Like it's one bite at a time. You know, so you try to go into this and you're trying to do so much at once because you don't know. And it seems like it's super sped up. You don't know what's going on. You know, you can really slow this down by being able to be educated on this entire process and understand like, okay, we're doing this one bite at a time. We understand what's going on here. We can really start making a targeted effort to be able to understand what it is that we need to do in order to be recruited to find the right fit you know, for our son to be able to go play college baseball somewhere. Yeah. And I think that this Academy, it helps not just the person who doesn't know anything, but it helps the novice as well. And I, I think there's, I think that that's one of the things that we run across going through this. And we ran across it as coaches as well, is that there's a lot of people out there who, who don't know what they don't know. And I think that, people who go through this academy are going to find out like, wow, there's a lot of information that I've, I'm really glad that I know now. Um, things that they probably haven't even thought about in terms of how it impacts the recruiting process. And, you know, if you're a, if you're a high school player, you're a high school student athlete, uh, parent, and 
your kid has aspirations of playing collegiate baseball, this is a really good place to start. And if you're armed with the information that we put into this academy and you go through it step by step and you pass the quizzes and you watch the videos and you pay attention to the graphics, on the back side of this, you're going to come out much more prepared to navigate this on your own if you choose. But worst case scenario, you're going to have all the information that you need to help yourself make a really informed quality decision and be able to put together a recruiting plan that you can execute as a family. And I think that's why we did it. I think we executed on it. I'm really excited that this is getting launched and that we're going to be able to impact more families, more players. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're a family, somebody who has ambitions of playing collegiate baseball, this is a really good place to start to get educated and and really give yourself the information that you need to plot a path forward. I think the other thing too, is that it's not, it's never too late, right? Like the, the I think the one thing, and I, I don't know if, if we've talked about this recently on any of our podcasts, but I'll say it now um, because it's, it's been at the forefront of my mind, you know, the amount of families that we've talked to, especially recently in, in, in recent months that uh, of, you know, some 25s, but mostly 26s and 7s that, you know, the, one of the first things they say is, you know, we feel like we're so far behind in this. You know, and I, I want to be the first one to tell you, like, it, it, nobody is is too far behind, especially right now. Um, you know, and I, I think a lot of this is coming from the the new rule change. And I, I think it's it's very important to understand that this rule change is designed to slow everything down. And it is, you know, and, and you've seen so many younger kids over the last decade commit super early. And now it's just ground to a complete halt. And it's not going to happen anytime soon because you can't entertain offers. You can't do any of that stuff until August 1st going into your junior year. <clears throat> so you have a, a lot of people who have seen so many younger kids commit. And then now all of a sudden it grinds to a halt. And one, I, I think a lot of people don't know the rule change. You know, so they're wondering like, why am I not getting recruited? Why am I not getting offers? I saw all these other 26s and 27s get them. Like it, it's not going to happen anymore. You know, so it, it, it's you're not behind by any stretch of the imagination, you know, and, and the best thing you can do, and especially now because everything is slowed down, is educate yourself on what this process is going to look like over the course of the next 12, 18, 24 months for you so that you have a, a, an idea and a really good plan moving forward so that you can get recruited and maximize the amount of opportunities that you're going to give yourself to get in front of the coaches it is that you want to be seen by. And I, I can't reiterate it enough. Like you're not behind all the parents and kids that are out there listening. Like you're not behind right now. This rule change is doing what it's supposed to. It's slowing everything down. But because over the course of the last decade, it's literally been a bullet train. Like it just ground to a halt on the track and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So you have to understand you're not behind and it's the perfect opportunity to be like, okay, everything's slowed down. I'm not behind. Let's get educated on what it is we need to know, what we need to do, and then start making a, a targeted effort in what it is that we need to do so that we get in front of all the people that we need to get in front of. Yep, yep, yep. 
Spot on, coach. I, mean, I think the moral of the story is get in there and mix it up. Um, go check this out. You can find it on our website, emdbaseball.com. Click on the services tab up top. Go to Online Academy. Ton of information on that page. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. If uh, you got any questions, you can hit us up on Twitter, EMD Baseball. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram, at EMD Baseball. Feel free to shoot us an email. You can find our contact information on the website. And if you're listening to this podcast, we got a special, special uh, occasion for you. Uh, type in Dugout Dish 10 and you'll get uh, 10% off your purchase of the Online Academy. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Anything else you want to add, Coach? No, we're good. All right, all right. All right, thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening this week. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and smash that like button for us. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at EMD Baseball. If you want to find out what me and Keith do to help families and players navigate the recruiting process, go ahead and check us out on emdbaseball.com. Take a few minutes to check out our new online academy. I promise you'll get some good information out of that. Thanks again for listening. Check in with you next week.